0: And throughout each one of these episodes, I want you to remember that being flawed doesn't make you less; it makes you more. Hey, lady, welcome back. We are welcoming a guest today, and a guest that you are all very familiar with, and all love and adore so much, just as much as I do, I believe. And it is Allison Roe back again, and. When we started to record this episode, or before we started, we reached out on Instagram and we both asked, what are some areas that you want to talk on? How can we support you? We want to give you value. That is a huge driving force between both myself and Allison. And we wanted to know in what ways we could best do that. And one of the themes that came up several times was a lot around meditation on what happens if I can't sit in meditation, what happens if my mind wanders, how do I start it, what does meditation look like? We really go into all of these different pieces and Allison practices meditation in many different ways than I do and she shares her techniques and tricks and I share mine and we really guide you through believing and knowing that you can meditate You just have a block around it. And I was the first one to say I was the same. I've tried all the apps. I tried all the things and nothing really stuck until I... Learned a little bit more about what I needed, how I could do that, how it looked into my life. And the same goes for Allison and all of the women that she works with and helps guide in meditation practices. So if you are somebody who says, I can't meditate, or you're scared, or you've tried it and it didn't work, this episode is for you. And as a very, very special bonus, make sure that you check out the show notes because Allison did a really brief and really beautiful and powerful meditation that is shared there. So it's a way for you to dip your toes into the water a little bit and just try a style and see. It's a body scanning meditation, so you're not having to sit in silence. You're not having to deal with anything. It's really guided by Allison, and I know I've used it several times, to be fully honest, selfishly, before this uh, gets to come out to you guys, and I know that it will land really powerfully with you and I also know that if it doesn't that's okay because there's other methods that we talk about in this episode where you can find your path and your niche in your way because you're so deserving of taking time for yourself and a lot of transformation and a lot of change happens when we learn to be still and be with ourselves as uncomfortable as those words even make you sound. So open up your hearts, open up your minds, and let's talk meditation, shall we? All right, everybody, welcome back. Thank you as always, always, always for tuning in wherever and however and whenever this is landing with you. One of my favorite recurring guests, actually, I think I've said this every time, but like she just keeps beating her own record as recurring guest is Allison. So hello, Allison.
1: Hello. This is so fun. I love
0: like beating my own previous record. Yeah. feels really good. Each time is a Smashing PR. Mashing goals. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. Um, so Alice and I were chatting a little bit before we hit the record button and just kind of thinking about what messages do you, what best serves you and where do we want to go and what do we want to talk about? Because we could sit down and jam away on a whole bunch of good stuff and maybe not, and who knows, and in between. Uh, but ultimately, both of us have a passion to share value and to give something that is is beneficial for all of you. And we landed on meditation. And I had actually asked the day before we recorded this for some feedback of what would be helpful. And in all honesty, meditation came up in the majority of the questions. So that's where we're sitting today. That's what we're hitting. And you guys get to come right along. Just that, just that little subject of meditation. Just a tiny little thing. Just a tiny, tiny little practice. No big deal. Uh, And I know Allison, you had shared that when you were speaking with your clients about meditation, what, what comes up or what do you often hear?
1: I hear so many people like just flat out, I can't meditate. I, I don't meditate. It's not for me. I can't do it. <clears throat> Excuse me. I literally can't even get that word out of my throat. <laughs> <laughs> even out of my throat. Um, but people just say like, I can't meditate. Just like a flat out refusal of, of this practice. And I always, I try to dig a little bit deeper. It's not always the right time or place. Because like, what do you mean you can't meditate? One, have you tried it? Because if you haven't tried it, you don't know. Um, what kind of meditation have you tried? Because it's kind of like pie. Like pie is its own, like baked good. But there's hundreds of different types of pie mm. So there's hundreds of types of meditation. So just because you tried one pie doesn't mean you don't like all pie. Just because you've tried one type of meditation doesn't mean you can't um, connect with other types of meditation. And then also, like, how long have you tried it? Like, time length in a practice, but also, like, if you try something one time and peace out, if you do yoga once and never come back, you'll never know like what yoga can really do for you. And if you actually have a connection with that practice, same thing with meditation, you have to give it some time. It's like a slow burn. You got to give it time to like settle in and sink in and to see like what it can actually do for you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's such a good point too, of thinking about what are things that you've tried for the first time that you're like, no way not doing it didn't stick didn't go but for whatever reason you came back to it think about like you said like a food that you tried or a yoga class or running or
1: Mm
0: -hmm. whatever books that you you don't read
1: one you don't read one book and be like i'm never reading again because i didn't like the story or this author like you find a different book
0: yeah and i think that's the biggest misconception that is out there is Meditation has to look a certain way. I have to be mm-hmm. seated with my legs crossed on a pillow for an hour, not thinking about anything and just in the this- first thing in the morning, like you wake up and you sit down for an hour. yes and that works for some people, but
1: that doesn't work for everyone
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's to me that's like the beauty of meditation is that it's actually so accessible like it's bananas how many ways there are that you can meditate and how many resources there are out there to help you meditate.
0: But truthfully, it is all about a practice of connecting with yourself in whatever way that and makes.
1: I think that's why it's hard for people, especially in our culture when it's all about, we get so, we're so like distracted all the time with things and schedules and events and this and that and the other And, like, meditation is literally, like, stripping away of everything, and it's just you. And we're not used to that. That's And that is scary. So scary. Like, when it's just you, and you're raw, and you're there, and you're like, now what? What do I do? But you don't do anything. Mm -hmm. And I think also
0: why people get uncomfortable, because we're not used to that at all. Well, our internet went out for an hour one day and I didn't know what to do because I couldn't use my computer. I couldn't use my phone. I couldn't work. I couldn't watch. I was like, Oh, I'll relax. Well, I can't binge watch anything. I couldn't. Like, we're so used to the stimulant outside of us and honestly in the palm of my hand all the time, all the time. So to suddenly have to be in stillness, it's, it's so out of the norm, it feels like an overwhelm to you. Or it can. At first, at mm-hmm.
1: first. Mm-hmm. Because then what happens, I found like over time, like that quiet, that, and it's not a quiet because there's a lack of thought at all, um, which I want to come back to, but like yeah, that quiet, like that you find that one. peace in meditation, but that kind of, be it, it becomes like instilled within you. Like you go back to that sense of, Like you don't need anything even for just like brief moments of time and you carry it with you then. So then when the power does go out, you freak out a little bit you're like, I have nothing to do. And you're like, well, I don't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. And for like a moment, you're like, I don't have to do anything. A moment later you freak out again and you're trying to find stuff to do, but like it just, you have those moments then of like, it's okay to just be
0: here right now. That, to me too, that's such a welcoming permission slip or a pass to think about the way that we can address our thoughts in meditation. Like you said, the, quiet doesn't mean that your thoughts aren't going to just stop happening. That's Our, our body does not do that. I, I haven't reached that level anyway. Probably somebody that can meditate can, I'm sure. But it's almost letting them flow through. I just think of like riding a wave of, okay, you're going to pass through and then you're going to pass off. And I'm just giving you permission to flow and to pass through. And if you feel like you're getting stuck a little bit, I'm going to welcome that too, but I'm going to encourage you and with love and compassion, encourage that thought or that sensation to just to flow, to move past.
1: I can't remember who said this, but I heard it phrased in like this great way. Our mouths produce saliva, our eyes produce tears, and our minds produce thought. Mm. Like we don't expect to have like no spit in our mouth. We don't expect dry eyes. So why do we expect that we can just stop our thoughts? Like that's not how, that's not how we work. That's not how humans operate. And meditation then becomes a, these thoughts are here. And instead of trying to like shove them down and stop them and put a cork in it, what if I can just sit and chill for a minute and just like let them go?
0: Because often what happens- Like you said in that flow. Yeah. Often what happens when we do sit and chill for a minute with it, we don't have to get this almost nervous- sensation of, I have to attach to this or I have to do something with it. It's just, oh, if I give it enough time, maybe it will pass and maybe it won't, but I don't have to immediately act on whatever is coming up or whatever I'm feeling mm-hmm. in this moment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One of my favorite things to do, I, I do like a little bit of guided meditation, but my
1: personal practice is a lot. It's, it's quiet seated. That's just kind of how I learned meditation. That's what sticks for me. One of my favorite things is just like looking at how bizarre the shit is that comes out of my brain. I'll be like sitting there and like these thoughts will pop up. I'm like, what the hell? Where did that come from? That is the weirdest shit I've ever heard. i am like, all right, what else you got? Like what else is in there? I'm just like looking, looking at yourself, reflecting on yourself, giving yourself space from your thoughts so you can see them and be like, whoa,
0: that's wild, without like getting stuck in that thought. It's almost as if you are kind of unscrewing this top and just from an outsider perspective, looking down at all of this, like all what is in there and where did you come from? Uh, I like to to track. Like I like to do a train track of my thought. Of okay, I started thinking about how I need to get groceries, and why now am I thinking about a TV show that I watched when I was a little kid in the ninety? 90- like where, how? And I like to just follow this path of whoa, you were here, and now we are way out here. That mm-hmm. is. Wild. That is. Wild. But
1: like, that's it. Yeah, that's all
0: it is. It's almost an awareness instead of, almost if we said, I'm just being aware instead of I'm meditating. Okay. I'm going to take five minutes today to be aware of myself there. I like to call it mindfulness. Mm. It's, It's a little
1: more approachable for people. Yeah. I think because again, let's go back to the idea of there's many different types of meditations. There's quiet seated where you just like hang out and see the thoughts that bubble up or the lack of thoughts that bubble up. There's breath practices you can do that are meditative. You can do walking meditations. You can do guided meditations. You can do yoga nidra, like uh, sleeping meditations. You can do a scan. Like there are so many ways to access just being aware and being mindful.
0: One of the questions that somebody asked, and this fits in perfectly to where you're going is, Can I move when I meditate? Do I have to sit still or what if I can't sit still? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. So there are like walking meditations
1: and moving meditations. When if you're like, it hurts my body to sit still, absolutely. Do a moving meditation. But also part of meditating is being really uncomfortable Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and letting yourself be uncomfortable. And so Sometimes you need to sit there and you're like, my nose itches so bad. I just got to itch it. Our, our instinct is just itch it and move on. Mm-hmm. But in meditation, it's a fun practice. I say fun um, kind of in a sarcastic manner. It's a fun practice to just sit there and like feel that sensation. Like what does it actually feel like to like have an itch? Like, what does that feel? It's, is it like it's not like a single spot? It's kind of a, a sensation in an area. And if you focus on it, it can get really intense. But if you come back to your breathing, usually within a few breaths, that sensation's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of or wild. Or if your to foot's of- falling asleep, it's just like these things come and go. Like, nothing is wrong with you. They're just these sensations, just like the thoughts come up. These physical sensations come up. They come and they
0: go. So wild too when you were explaining that. I never, I never took the time to sit with, wow, what does an itch feel like? And, oh, it's not in one spot. Okay, it's in a couple. Or What does that actually mean? It means nothing. It means there's a sensation that's going mm-hmm. on in your nose. Or your foot's falling asleep and it simply means it hasn't moved in a while. That, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And it's our immediate response to be like, I want to fix this and like move on instead of being like, what do I need to do anything? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. And then the flip side of that is if you do move, you scratch, you wiggle your toes, you don't have to beat yourself up for it. You just be like, okay, I did that. That's fine. Right now I'm coming back to being seated and still I'm just letting it be. Instead of thinking oh no my practice is ruined it's not yeah. ruined because that moment's
0: gone now you're in this moment the the idea of radical self permission was the absolute turning point with my practice in breath work because with breath work you can do integrative sessions so sessions where you are doing a breathing pattern and you're moving you're doing the dishes you're shopping you're doing whatever. You can also do a more meditative where you are laying down or you're seated and it's a longer session. And that looks a little bit different, but the radical self-permission came when my instructor said, if you're fighting it, just stop. If the, if the breath pattern doesn't feel good, stop, take a break or change it and find a way that it feels good for you. And nine times out of 10, the second that I give myself permission to say, I can stop if I want, or I can change it if I want, I can usually keep going because all my body was asking for was acknowledgement that it was feeling uncomfortable. And then I could soften into it. But that took time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But truthfully, it. That was such, and the same thing with any type of meditation you do, any yo, know, any practice that you do. If you can lead with that grace and that self-compassion and self-permission, give yourself the damn self-permission to do what you need to do. Not what you, your ego tells you, not what you think you should do, but what you truly know that you should be doing in that space. The best way to learn that difference of what you think you should do and what you actually need to do is to show up and do it and practice. Yeah. Yeah. You guys want to talk about a, I haven't, I don't know if I shared so much of this on the podcast, but if you want to talk about a practice that I don't shut up about, obviously breath, you guys know it's getting kind of obnoxious (laughs) to me. I'm sure it's obnoxious to you as well. I, I fucking hated breath when I started it. And I'm, that is so bold for a reason. Every ounce of me hated it. And I had so much resistance and I, I had to feel it. I had to lay and be and deal with emotions that I had shoved down my whole life. I didn't know how to do that. I was not resourced how to do it, but I, something in me knew if I didn't let that out, it would continue to boil in and I kept coming back and now I can be on a side where I can sit in that discomfort and I can honor that space but yeah if I would have quit after round one I, w- I would never have the healing that I do now I think that's a good point that I'm going to add in there is like
1: you also need to have somebody who's there to hold space for you and to help coach you and walk you through this practice whether it's breath work whether it's meditation whatever it is like these are not things that you can really just pick up on your own because it is really raw and vulnerable and it's it's very important to find a teacher it doesn't have to be in person it can be a virtual teacher it can be somebody live but it can be like the Headspace app or Insight Timer, like there's a ton of resources out there, but to find someone that can help guide you through to get you to that point where you're like, I'm like aware enough of myself now that I feel comfortable practicing on my own. Like I have an idea of what might come up and I'm okay with that on my own. Like I have, I have, tools and techniques and resources to help me with whatever comes up in my practice.
0: Yeah. And that, that again, comes full circle back to my practice of breathwork did not change until there was a mentor of mine, a teacher of mine that said, why are we forcing this? Let's have a conversation about what's actually happening and about what you need personally, Megan, to do to best serve you. And that, just to Allison's point, that's exactly, don't think you have to go this alone. And you're right. That can be an app that can, it doesn't have to be a person. I think it's, I think that helps immensely if you're able to truthfully. Um, But there's also free resources of people's videos and there's options for you that you can do. And coming back to where we started and coming back to the whole, the whole idea of being resourced is, why do we think that you start anything? Why am I going to sit down and think that I'm going to meditate for 20 minutes, for 10 minutes, for five minutes, when I've never done it for one? Can we, can we start with one minute or two? Yeah,
1: and like, that is enough. That is a practice. Yes. It's not lesser than, it's not almost like it is. One minute, 30 freaking seconds of mindfulness during your day is a practice. Mm -hmm. That's where you start. And even if you have a formal practice and you can meditate for 90 minutes at a time, there will still be days when you're just like, I don't have it in me, I'm gonna do three minutes.
0: Mm-hmm. That is a huge misconception that I had, honestly, until recently, and I think that so many other people do is how energetically draining a practice can be like that if you have not built up the capacity to hold that. It it, it truly when we say a practice. It's not only just the repetitive nature of just getting in the habit of, and doing it and sitting with it or or breathing in it. It's honestly working your system to be able to handle what might come up or what sensations you are feeling. Mm -hmm. Physically, we always grasp that quickly. Like, oh yeah, I'm not gonna go run a marathon if I haven't done anything, but why on our emotional side, of practices or wellness do we think that it needs to be the extreme it doesn't
1: yeah i was gonna say that same thing about like you wouldn't just jump into a crossfit gym and be like sweet i'm here let's go like first time no no no, you gotta learn the basics Mm -hmm. you gotta start small and work yourself up like your brain's a muscle your breath uses muscles like it's your your emotional energy yeah it needs to To learn to build a sustainable practice. Otherwise, if you go full out and run a marathon for the first time, you're never gonna do it again Mm -hmm. because you'll your body will probably be broken the next day.
0: Very, very badly broken. Even when you train, I've trained for them and my body was still broken the next day. So (laughs) you're but But you're also not
1: and you're not running marathons like every week, no. That is like a a big goal. So maybe you want to go to like a a silent meditation retreat for a weekend. You don't start there. You build your way up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've never done that, by the way. That's like very daunting. I like to talk
0: too much. (laughs) uh, There is a place not too far from here. And I just found out about it. It's like, I've never heard of it. I think it's a week long silent meditation retreat. And I want to go so bad I think I w- I would I- I'm not ready for that yet but I like I really someday that's my that's my goal you should send me that info because I, I think that would be one of those like every couple of months you like return back to that and be like
1: oh maybe that's something I should do now
0: and I'll actually put it in the show notes if anybody is listening because it's completely donation based and you just get to go and be and donate and do so this for for as you guys listen to this and then begin your practice and like next year then you guys can circle back and (laughs) we can join that i would love to know allison what is what practices do you have around meditation or what do you what are yours personally and what do you work with your clients for how do you incorporate that for them
1: Mm. yeah so my personal practice i kind of mentioned is like a it's a little more formal because it is a quiet seated practice <clears throat> and I use inside timer literally as a timer. And I set, I love this app cause it's so versatile. Um, you set your time, you can change the time. So I change it every day, depending on how I'm feeling. Um, and then you can set like an interval bell, but I just set a bell at the beginning and a bell at the end. And then I just shut up and sit down and it can, it is, Ugh. some days it feels awesome and other days it is a struggle to sit there and just do the damn thing
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then so that's my regular practice is I like that longer seated because it gives you time when you have a little bit more time like my brain can go in spiral and then I see it, I'm like all right I'm just gonna come right back back to my seat have a little like moment of like complete and total breath awareness and then the brain the thought spiral again and then come back. It's that flow. And then there are other days when, like, the brain just won't freaking stop. Um, and then I'll do some guided meditations. I like, again, I like the inside timer because you can in- adjust it by time, by um, like intent, if you want breath work, if you want like guided sleep, whatever. Uh, I do also do a lot of mala meditation where you, um, you have like a mantra that you repeat as you circle the mala. So I do that again. It's like a very meditative flow. You repeat the same thing. You can do it for time. So you can pick like five minutes, pick a phrase and repeat it for five minutes. Um, Those are kind of my main practices. When I'm teaching others, my favorite way is to incorporate it into a yoga class. (laughs) Um, At the end in Shavasana, I like to do meditation. Once you've moved the body and kind of gotten, the ants out of your pants, and you're a little more apt to sit and like physically be still. Body scans are a fabulous practice. Super simple. You pretend you're a piece of paper on a copy machine, and the little blue light scans it, and that's all you're doing. Like that light doesn't judge, it doesn't read what's on the paper, it just scans the paper. And you do the same thing with your body. You start at the top of your head and you just go down inch by inch centimeter by centimeter and just see what's there and i love that because i think a lot of times we uh are disconnected from our body so i find that to be a very approachable and accessible practice for some people um for some people that have traumas that's not the way to go cool don't do it don't do it that's not going to work for you um, One of my other favorites that I I use a lot in class is actually from a woman named Sharon Salzberg. She is a wonderful resource. Sharon Salzberg, Jack Kornfield um, are my two like main meditative resources. Um, And I'll I'll send you links to put in the show notes for them too. I would
0: love to have that in there.
1: Yeah. Sharon Salzberg has, uh, it's letting go of thought meditation.
0: And all you do
1: is you first start by connecting to the breath. And every time you breathe in, you just say breath in your head. Every time you breathe out, you just say breath. Natural breath flow, no controlling anything. And whenever you notice your thoughts are gone, your awareness is is wandered, you just say not breath Mm. and come back to breath. Like, that's it.
0: I like that.
1: Right? like it's so simple so simple and that's why when people are like i can't meditate I'm like mm. it's so simple
0: mm-hmm.
1: It, mm-hmm. we overcomplicate everything it is as
0: easy as breath and not breath boom yeah and you said it in the beginning it's the it's the idea of we overcomplicate things because we are seeking desperately an answer from everybody outside, from anything outside of us. But when it comes down to it's truly just me breathing in and breathing out, that's in me. That's, that's me. That all I need is to remember to breathe, let it go and acknowledge if it's a not breath. That's it. Mm Mm-hmm. You don't have to judge whatever comes up. You don't have to get stuck in a
1: story. It's just not breath. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And for five minutes, 10 minutes, one minute, whatever your length of practice, not breath. And then when you see yourself judging those thoughts, that's still just not breath. Mm -hmm. That's it. Not breath.
0: What is your one piece? What is your one wrap up of... Meditation for anybody that is listening. Oh gosh. I know I put you right (laughs) on the spot.
1: Um, I really want to say like, just stop overthinking it and try it, Mm -hmm. but don't try it like once. (sighs) Try it for a week. I actually just did a free five day meditation challenge. And every day we did a different meditation and it was like 10 minutes, 15 minutes for a week just to try different things. And like it was odd, people were like, oh, I've never done that one before. I've never tried that. Like I got people saying, like, how how good they felt after they meditated. Like I I very much notice a difference in my day. I'm a morning meditator. And I can tell when I don't my body knows Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: so just try it and give yourself time to try
0: it yeah explore and play and I think Mm -hmm. ultimately always coming back to the basis of everything should be why why do you want to do this why do you feel called to do this and you might not fully know this like the linear answer but Think about why you want to, and then I would also follow that up with where are there places where you feel disconnected? Where are there things that you don't want to be feeling or experiencing? And are you actively doing anything to stop that cycle? Because just like Allison said last week, I breath tends to be more my more formal way of meditation, Uh, and last week I didn't breathe at all, it was there was a holiday it was busy it was like it just it didn't happen and i didn't do that by the end of the week i was just not in a space that i like to be i didn't feel good i wasn't responding to my emotions well i was just off and this week i made time for myself because i'm worthy and valuable of that to give myself space I am a completely different person. I have energy this week. I feel alive this week. I'm inspired. I'm creative this week. And I was like, yeah, because I, if I'm not happy with the way that I want to be, I'm the only one that's in control and changing that. And it's going to be uncomfortable and it's not always going to feel great. And it's not always going to look great, but the outcome is what I want to feel. I want to just like yeah, poetry slam, snap that shit. Like you just said that, that
1: was amazing. I am the only one who can control the outcome. That's it. I'm the only one. Nobody else is gonna do this for you. Nobody else can make you do this. If you're not happy where you are, do something.
0: Mm-hmm. And try different ways. You're, yeah. yeah. Ever since it's your choice. Yeah, you make that is. choice. It absolutely is. And that's that little bit of that not even tough love. I mean, that's truth. That's just honesty. Being truthful mm-hmm. isn't meant to be harsh or give you a slap of reality. It's, it's conversations I have to have with myself often of, am I being truthful with myself? No. Okay. Well, then it's my freaking choice to do something else about it or sit and feel like crap and know that that's the outcome of what I chose. And I have to be okay mm-hmm. with that because I chose that.
1: Yeah. There's nobody else to blame. There's no excuses. Oh. Because it's your choice. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Where, Allison, can everybody find you and ask you all their meditation questions and ask you all their life questions and all the (laughs) good stuff?
1: All the life questions. All of them.
0: Um, I have a free Facebook group
1: called Save Yourself from Burnout, and we talk a lot about (laughs) excuses and. Um, being worthy and valuable and that's where I did my free five day meditation challenge. Um, so join me there. There's some really great people there. It's a really vibrant community. Um, well, we've got some fun stuff coming up in 2021
0: mm-hmm. meditation
1: included. Cool. Um, yeah. Cause we're all burnt out and there's ways to not be burnt out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. Instagram.
0: Facebook, the huge, um, also that's you to pop in the show notes. Yeah, it will all be in there. And this is where I want to leave you because Allison brought up the best point for this is we're all feeling burnt out. Like we're all feeling it. 2020, woof. Like we're at it just a period. It just is we'll just everyone knows what that means. But just because a new year rolls around doesn't mean that our shit changes just because January 1st comes doesn't mean that our shit changes unless we choose to do so and we do not have to wait until January 1st to change anything this is going to come out on December 15th if you are feeling the call to shift and to change talk to Allison talk to me sit find an app find a find something and give yourself the one minute or more that you absolutely deserve to make yourself feel better today, today. Because when I harness my energy, the rest of 2020 and the weight and the world and what's coming in 2021, that doesn't shift. But I shift, my perspective shifts, my energy shifts. And I can handle all of that a hell of a lot better when I'm resourced and grounded than when I'm not resourced and grounded. And that's not just my experience. I That is a fact everybody's experience. Sorry, I'm gonna put like a huge blanket on everybody. Yes. But it is. Yeah, And I will, I'll second that 100%. Yeah. Because there's things in this
1: world that you have no control over, but you have control to take one minute a day to do whatever practice you need to do so that you can show up and live your life without excuses, without stories you're telling yourself to just show up as your most, most authentic and true version
0: of yourself. Mm -hmm. There we go. That's it. That's how we're in and wrapping it up guys. Absolutely. Reach out to Allison. Find, she has the best resources, her Facebook group, seriously, it's amazing. And there's so much value and so much expertise that, and honestly, just support from other like-minded humans that are in there, which is amazing.